that being said, I'm truly blessed to be joined by Quentin Cooley of the Wake Forest Demon Deacons. He's joining me on Jackson Share Sports Radio now. And for those of you who may not already know, Quentin plays running back for the Wake Forest Demon Deacons and is a baller. This boy can run the football. He grew up in Bailey, North Carolina, and he went to school at Southern Nash. Uh, Quentin is a sophomore uh, at Wake Forest, and he was recognized coming out of high school as a three-star recruit. Quentin is a very highly recruited running back and playing with very high competition at Wake Forest, as you guys are ranked 15th in the nation this year, which is unbelievable. So that's great. And this season you've got you're not the lead back, but you have good stats. You've got 14 attempts, rush attempts, 89 yards rushing, and a touchdown, which we'll talk about later, uh, averaging six and a half yards per carry. Uh, so, Quentin, just want to open it up to you. Thank you so much. Welcome to Jackson Share Sports Radio. No problem, man. But, um, yeah, uh, my name is Quentin Cooley. Um, I go by Q. Yeah, I grew up in Bay, North Carolina, went to Southern Nash High School, home of Julius Peppers. A lot of people do not know that. That's where Julius Pepper went to high school. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, um, it's just just small towns, the country, and stuff like that. But, yeah, um, football is going great right now. So, Hell, yeah, man. So, with that in mind, my first question for you is, how did you get into the game of football first? Um, So, honestly, like, when I was a kid, I really wasn't interested in, like, football sports because – um, my dad was a mechanic, so I was like more on hands-on stuff, and like I was into cars and different stuff like that. And then when I got with my aunt, and I went to my cousin's football games, and she threw me in football practice, like just like that. And ever since then, like I just played football, football, and then um, and that's just that's really how I just really got into football. Is my cousins? They really showed me the way how to play. My uncle, my aunt everybody and I, I just fell in love with the game so just to be clear there was no specific moment right she just threw you in there she said we're throwing you in the deep end you're going in playing football yeah that's it really wasn't no specific moment like they signed me up to play football so i, I had to what? play it because yeah it, it was no letting me quit on after that wow so they just threw you in How, how'd you feel about that i mean just like okay. adapted or i mean obviously yeah. you adapted but i mean yeah, honestly, I adapted. I was I was a small guy. I was, I was never I was never big. Like I was always small and I was bony. I didn't really grow. And um, they used to always say I was scared to get hit. But they said like, if I ran the ball, I was scared to get hit. But if I was on defense, I would do the hit because I wasn't an offensive player coming up. I was always a defensive player. That makes sense because the undersized that's that's the mentality is if you're undersized, you're on defense, not a running back. You're taking all those hits, man. You're you're, yeah. you're balling out, bro. But I mean, I I respect it. Five nine. I mean, Jesus, that that's unbelievable. Literally two thirteen. You're taking all those hits at a running back position. Props to you, man. That huge props. So, uh, what would you say your first or your best skill is as a football player right now at Wake? Probably just probably power running, honestly. Oh yeah. Um, Cause the uh, my other teammates, they, we got we got a lot of elusive backs. Honestly, all the backs are elusive, but like everybody said, like we bring different, like a different game. And I honestly feel like my game is like being a power running back. Honestly, like um, I always like grew up with the mentality, like do not let one person take you down. Um, 
always saying like you're the best person on the team, like nobody can tackle you and stuff like that. So, so it's just probably being a power running back, honestly, because that's just my style of running. And um, me, me being like two thirteen, yeah, it brings like a lot of load behind me. And saying like, and I'm a short back, and like hitting the short backs is not going to work up top. We always bounce off. Um, so yeah, just just power running, really. So is there like a role model or someone you look up to that you take after? I mean, dragging defenders and stuff like that. Is there, you know, maybe like a Barry Sanders or an icon in the NFL or someone in college? I don't know, man. You know, something yeah. like that. Um, the crazy thing about it, I honestly, so like I told you, I really wasn't into football. So I didn't really grow up watching football. I still honestly don't watch it because I play it a lot. Yeah. Um, but, uh, oh, yeah, back to your other question. Like blocking is a big thing for me too, honestly. But um, my role model was my older cousin. So I told you, like, I learned everything from my cousin. So my role model was my older cousin, Rasheed Campbell. And, like, he wore number 20, which if you've seen, like, I wore number 20 in high school. And that's when I, like, made my records and stuff in high school and all that, wearing number 20. So, like, he was my role model and stuff like that. But, like, I did always watch Reggie Bush. Like, Reggie Bush. Of course. Um, Thomason, like that was my first nickname when I was small because my first running back number was 21. So they started calling me little Damian Thomas. And um, I got some comments about being Barry Sanders, stuff like <laughs> that, because I was a 20. But mostly, like, my role model was my older cousin, but like he always taught me with a mindset, even though I'm on your role model, but I, um, I want you to be better than me. I want you to be better than your role model. He always told me that. And, like, they always been on my back ever since then. They still are on my back. Uh, and, like, I thank them very much um, for that. But, yeah, but, like, I used to love watching Reggie Bush. But growing – but my favorite player, though, was never a running back, honestly. Wow. Just, Who was it? It's, it's going to be a killer. It's going to be a killer. Everybody okay. would be surprised. Um, Brett Favre. I, I can see that. You know what? what? What makes you say Brett Favre? Let's go over that first. I like that. I like that a lot. Think about it, bro. Brett Favre was a competitor. He was a competitor. Um, he was a great quarterback, honestly. He um, he had great people. He surrounded he surrounded his like greatness with good people, honestly. And like, oh, yeah. um, I just felt like Brett Favre just had a different mentality. And like, he didn't really show it in the new. He was just a great player, but I just felt like he had a different mentality when he came approaching it. Like when I see Brett Favre, I see Tom Brady. Like Tom, like Tom Brady now. He has a different mentality when he's played. Tom Brady is the GOAT. Like, he really yeah. is. Like, everybody knows that. And now, like, the Tom Brady you see now is, like, he's getting in people's face, doing all these celebrations and stuff. Like, that's the different mentality people thought Tom Brady would never have. Yeah. And I feel like that's, that's why, like, Brett Favre was just different to me. I just love Brett Favre, honestly. He's got that different mentality. So you're looking up to him. It's like your cousin. It's like being better, better excuse me, than your cousin. Uh, so segueing into the next question. Um, in terms of mindset and, you know, skills, what do you think you need to improve on the most as a football player, you know, to take your level, your game to the next level? I mean, obviously you're D1, so yeah, you get, you can't be bad at D1, but yeah. in terms of taking your steps higher up in the depth chart. Um, honestly, um, my game, really a big thing is like really staying healthy to me, honestly, because like I struggle injuries here and there when I got here um but they like mostly came from like high school so like I had it I needed to get them fixed and like they all crooky and rusty so I had to like clean it up um but the biggest thing I would say is being comfortable 
honestly being comfortable and knowing your role like honestly because like like it's frustrating sometimes like college football is very frustrating and a lot of people a lot of people see it out there but a lot of people don't um college football it doesn't have nothing to do with like really skill skill but it does it really is like physically and mentally really that's really the one of the main things in college football but my game i I'd probably say like being comfortable honestly because sometimes like you're going through the steps you don't want to mess up it's like you said it's division one football you're like definitely okay i'm a d1 athlete like oh, i yeah. need to be on my stuff like you're thinking in your head too much you just need to be comfortable let it come to you be comfortable in your element let things come to you what what would you say the biggest difference between high school and college football are? Because we just talked about, you know, physical and mental toughness for college. High school, I mean, you could go out there and pretty much ball out, you know, whoever you were, really. Yeah, but, that's true. That's, that's really true. But, like, the difference, it's, it's totally the difference. Recovery, your oh, body. Yeah. Your body is your program, literally. Your body, your body is football, honestly. Oh, yeah. Literally recovery that's your whole job and like my coach our coaches here always tell us like everything you do is like on film is your resume in high school it's your resume to get in college like oh yeah but in college it's your resume like that you get on the field they can trust you do anything it's your resume regardless um like you said, the mentally, physically, that's way different than high school. Like you said, high school, you can just go out there and play. You didn't even have to practice sometimes. And like, I have not practiced sometimes and went out there and play. So, like, yeah, with that. Um, totally. The schedules. Mm. Getting up early in the morning, doing what you got to do, do your job. Time management is the biggest thing, honestly. Here. Yeah. Um, um, the, the work ethic you have to put in literally from day in to day out, go wake up and especially if you like a morning team like us, wake up in the morning, boom, football, go to classes. You have to fight, even though you might fall asleep, you, you dozing off, you have to fight, stuff like that. Um, <laughs> and like the film room, honestly, the film room in high school, you really just study film with your teammates and like everybody together. Yeah. And like a classroom or something. Yeah. Yeah. But the film is different here. You you need to go in. You here you want to do that too, but also you need to be there thirty minutes, like whatever for individual. You need to do an individual, like pick out like our coach always say, pick out the certain stuff that you see that this team does and does that and stuff like that. So um, high school football is like it's nothing to college, literally nothing to college. Right. So in terms of also high school football to college football. What's that schedule looking like? Because I know they've got to be totally different animals in terms of that. You know, you're waking up, as you just said, you're going straight to practice, fighting through class to not fall asleep. What's that schedule looking like? So um, right now I'm going to tell you my schedule. So tomorrow I have to be up around 5 o'clock in the morning. Oh, my. So um, breakfast check is like 4.55, the – Six, I guess. Woo! I think six, one of them. You got like a um, special teams meeting first. And then you have O&D meetings and you have practice. So like, I'm so I'm going to be up until like five all the way till mm, 3.15 tomorrow. Because I got football, class, class, class. <laughs> Back to back. My first class. So we get out of practice. We start practice at 8. We get out of practice at 10. Oh. My first class is at 11. 
So, Jesus. like I said, Todd Madden is a big thing. Huge. What you gotta do, you gotta hear him. Just go to rehab, ice knees, whatever. Go back and go straight to class and stuff like that. So, um, that's how that schedule is looking. And like, it's Wednesdays is only our worst days though. But every other day, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, we we still up around six o'clock. I mean, four forty-five. You're telling me that is crazy. Like, yeah. I'm not waking up unless I'm going to the airport. I'm gonna be honest. I'm being honest with you, man. Like, if I'm going like international or something or California, I'm waking up at four forty-five. For on a normal day, hell no. Oh my god, bro, that's crazy. Yeah. So, I mean, I give you a lot of credit. I I give football yeah. players a lot of credit for that. But that's the commitment you made, though. So, exactly. Well said. That's the commitment you made. You're a Division One athlete, and you got to sacrifice some things. You're playing D1 football, man. I love that. So, Quentin, as I mentioned earlier, you scored a touchdown uh, against 2-0 Vanderbilt at the time they were 2-0. Take me through this experience because I saw you, you know, hopping, bouncing back and forth. This was a crazy run. What was going on through your head uh, throughout this touchdown run against Vanderbilt? Honestly, like – as just a normal football player, it really was nothing, honestly. Cause like you don't you don't did this like a million times. Like a coach always yeah. say you did it a million times, just be normal, be you. So honestly, it was just being me and like the key block by Sam Hartman was just 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 the biggest thing, honestly. Quarterback some quarterbacks don't like to get down and dirty, like but Sam is out there putting his like sacrifice on for us and like that's what makes us wanna put our heart and sacrifice on for him. He bought sweats, we bought for him. But the moment like um, I feel like I knew I was gonna score. Is, um, it's when the safety missed me, and it was just straight green grass from there. And I'm just looking at this jumbotron to see like who's behind me. So like, if I have to react, I have to react. So I'm just looking at that. And then when I get in the end zone, like I didn't know what to do. <laughs> yeah, I saw you give the ball back to the official. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's one thing though. That's what's one key thing at Wake Forest University. We all about details. We play with rules. We do this. So like. And think about it, like, respectful. That, that official was a person, too. Like, you don't want the ball thrown everywhere to you and stuff. You might get irritated. So, yeah, I was trying to celebrate my teammates, but at the same time, I wanted to be respectful to him. So I had to get back up, get a ball, hand the ball to him, then go back to the sideline and celebrate with the um, teammates and stuff. So, like, yeah, but, it, like, it, I was happy in the moment. It's my girlfriend in the back. You're good. What's going on? But I, I was happy in the moment. Um because like like I said, I've been battling through injuries. Yeah. And like I get I'll get to play the game I love, honestly. Get to play the game I love and like just doing what I gotta do to um be a part of the team. And everybody loves scoring touchdowns or getting an interception, making like big tackle, big play. So like, yeah, I was happy. You know what? I I've not heard, you know, giving the official the ball. I haven't seen that a lot. So I really respect that. I really do. In terms of rules and discipline, I don't see that with a lot of teams. You know, I see the teams go in the end zone and start celebrating and doing, you know, like a row, row your boat, you know, type of type of yeah. thing where they're celebrating and stuff. I really respect that. And I commend, you know, playing by the rules and what Wake Forest is all about. It really it shows something good for you guys and, and the school for sure. It reminds me of my high school too, though, because I my we we my coach didn't like us celebrating. He always wanted us to celebrate with our team. Yeah. And score hand the ball to official he said because it's, it's just discipline rules that we go by and hand the ball to official so like 
already knew that feeling when we like introduced it to us. Like I knew, like hand that ball to an official. Love it, man. That's a fundamental thing. That's something you learn as a little kid. I love that. So, Quinton, I know you weren't seeing crazy game action. In fact, I don't know of any, but probably special teams against number five Clemson. But I want – can you tell me about this atmosphere, the bench, the stadium? What was the, what was the stadium like? I mean, that's unbelievable, dude. Number five Clemson, you guys went to double overtime, brought them to double overtime. I thought you guys won the game for a sec because I thought it was NFL rules. So I just yeah. see on ESPN that you guys are up by six and it's overtime. And I'm like, dude, the game's over. Uh, yeah, I didn't, I, I didn't play because I got hurt against Liberty. Yeah. But um, the atmosphere was crazy, honestly. Um, I think we broke a new record, like the stupid section coming out. Because like we had this jump where um, we went to go talk to the frat boys before, like, <laughs> before Saturday. So I think I talked to them like, Tuesday or Wednesday, I went to go visit him, talk to him before the weekend and stuff. So like, yeah, that place was rocking though. Place was rocking. It was live. Like I told him, like when we talked to the frat boys, like we told him, like the atmosphere of y'all being there is just love, honestly. And like y'all stand for the game is love. It's like, it's like when we do something, we want to jump in the in the stands with y'all, but like we can't. We know we can't, <laughs> but we want to jump and stand with y'all, like because. Y'all bring the love to the game, honestly. You just hearing people cheering and shouting. It make it brings more motivation and stuff. And just to see like the whole stadium sold out. Um unbelievable. Like, everybody says like Wait Forest wasn't like that. So like that brings like a memory to all of us and stuff like that. Um but yeah, it was a hard game um when we lost that. But the atmosphere was perfect. And like one thing I love after the atmosphere, even though we lost. Our fans still like cheered for us. Like, I ain't, since that's I've hard. Been here, since I've been here, like, I never heard them like cheer for us after that, just saying, wait for it, wait for it. And they was just clapping and cheering. Like, I'd ever, never heard of it. You know what? When they say Wake Forest isn't like that, screw that. Wake Forest is like that, you guys. You got number 15 in the country. Come on, man. Four and one, giving number five Clemson and Dabo Sweeney, who's won. Three national, he's won a couple national championships, giving him a double overtime run. Are you kidding me? And they're telling you guys that you guys aren't contenders. I, in fact, I, that's actually one of my questions. What are your thoughts on people writing off Wake Forest? You know, like people are talking all this smack about how Wake Forest isn't a legit contender. Screw that. Wake Forest is a contender. You guys are clearly showing that as the number 15 team in the entire uh, nation. Um, we just we we block that out, honestly. Yeah. We we know we know the media is, don't like us. We know um, things gonna be said and like that's, that that doesn't do nothing to us. We we just play our ball and be us. Like be the person like we know that we are learned to be. Like don't worry about the social media. Block all that out. So we don't we don't listen to none of that stuff because like that's not hurting us. It's just. You may, it might be it might be happy to you or hurting yourself, but it's not hurting us. We just gonna keep balling, do what we gotta do. Like like we said earlier, like we're a disciplined team. Um, oh yeah. We, we don't want to be in that type of stuff. Um, we want to protect the team as always. Always, man. And I was actually before the Clemson game, I was visiting colleges. I was down in North Carolina, uh, and I was I visited Duke, UNC, uh, Elon. And what was the other? NC State. 
And then I went over to Wake and I saw and I went on the field. It, you would not believe it. I, the gate was unlocked. So I was just like, okay, you know what? People were in there walking around. I got to walk on the field and I saw where the money was made. I mean, that that was a sick field. Um, and I was actually just amazed. I got to literally just walk around the field. Great stadium. So yeah, I love that. That was great. Um, so moving to- more towards the schedule now, what games do you look forward to the most in terms of scheduling wise? I know Clemson, obviously big game. Are there any other down the road or down the line that you uh, look forward to? Um, right now we focus on the army season right now to be one to know, but um, everybody know like NC state might be a big game. Oh yeah. Um, it's, it's the North Carolina, it's the big four, NC state. So like UNC, um, Duke, like that's the big four, just weak NC state Duke. like them are always going to be big games to us. And like, you know, we always, we all supposed to be rivalries and stuff like that. Um, I think I say Louisville is because Ooh. my, my, um, my little cousin, he's a running back at Louisville. No way. What's his name? Travion Cooley. Oh my God. That's, that's great, dude. Send him my way. I, I would love to interview him also. That's great. Yeah. Number 23. Um, yeah, I love him at the upset my boy. <laughs> That's um, awesome. So yeah, just, just to get in the seat, like, just to see the last name Cooley in college football and just to see, like, you playing against your family member, it, it's always, like, a happy, fun big that, game for you. That's great, dude. little family reunion. I like that. You get to brag whoever wins. <laughs> Bragging rights. I like that, dude. Uh, so, of the teams that you've played, which one has given you the most trouble? I mean, I'm, probably an obvious answer is Clemson, I would assume. Probably, but yeah. I could be wrong. Um, yeah, I mean, that probably would be the obvious answer, honestly, for me. Yeah. Either that I played, yes, Clemson. Um, I got my first career touchdown against Clemson last year. So, like, um, just for me being my first first game, like, honestly, because of um, some injuries we had last year, um, I would say Clemson because they, they brought a lot of pressure, honestly. Right. But, like, but I stood my ground, followed my rules, and like they honestly made me better um, my freshman year. So, and my first like collegiate game that I had to play. So like um, Clemson probably was because sometimes it's like you think about it and you're in there and you're like, dang, like I see this hole. Should I hit it? But should I follow my rules? Like you like you you're trying to make a big play on a big team, but you know if you don't follow your rules, like right that 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 team is gone obviously take advantage of that so like yeah clemson um they gave me like a big trouble definitely got to capitalize on those moments especially with teams like clemson so i got a couple more questions for you then i'll let you go i know it's been a lengthy interview but i appreciate you joining me what was your recruiting process like how did the coaches approach you what were the coaches at wake saying what other schools were interested i know that's a lot of questions you don't have to answer all of them just answer a couple um my recruiting process Honestly, it was kind of hard because I was a short guy. Um, I I didn't really know if I was gonna go to college, like if anybody was gonna recruit me for football, because like my height, because like everybody like sometimes people say like everybody want six form people and this and that, but um, 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 I would say like I started like Division Two, Lenore Ryan, I think them was like the first people to hit me up they talked to me um and then like Furman started talking to me 
and then I was just talking to coaches from then, and then um, I finally took my first visit. I took my first visit to the Navy Academy. Um, they wanted me to come up. Um, I wanted to get away from home because I ain't never really like being out of North Carolina like that. So like that trip to Washington D.C., like just seeing Abraham Lincoln and all that, and like Maryland and stuff like that. So I went there. Um, the coach called me in his office, um, and he offered me my first scholarship. Wow. So that was grateful. He offered me my first wow. scholarship, and then I was talking, and then I went to a visit uh, junior day. Um, at Wake, um, my coach took me up there. Um, it was pretty because that was my first time being in Winston. Like, oh yeah, when we was going up there, it was snowing. Oh wow! And then and it started raining, and then at the end of the day, it was sunny. It was like, what's world was going on? I'm sure you were just like, I'm done. I, <laughs> this is crazy. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, so I'm like, dang. Um, my coach sent me that matter of fact. A while, um, my high school coach sent it to me a while ago, but um. It was frustrating though. I didn't feel like I was in the office, but then um coach Coach Hunt, the running back coach, he came to um my school. I had a track meet. Um he came to my school and like that was like, um, Coach Hunt wants you to work out for him. I was like, huh? But I ain't know. So I worked out for him and stuff like that. Um before my track meet. I even pulled my hammies that day, honestly. <laughs> I pulled both of my hammies that day. And I was like, dang. But um <laughs> but I, I had it, I had to get it. I had to get it. I was fighting, I was fighting through the drills with him. Um, but at the end of the day, he told me like he said, I'm here to offer you a scholarship, like face to face. Wow. And um it was a great moment, honestly. I really didn't know what to say, but besides, thank you, sir. Thank you very much. Because like he like like he came to the school and like honestly like our scholarship like worked me out and like said it face to face, and like being with being with him like it reminded me of my middle school coach and like um, he's a great person. He um, he always talks about talking to me about like family. He always checks up this and that. Um, Coach Tobacco was my recruiting coach. I really love Coach Tobacco. He always like communicated with me, talked to me. Like it don't even gotta be about football. That's what I really liked about them. It like when they come to you, it don't even have to be about football. And we can talk about life and stuff like that. Um, so love it. And then after that, um, I talked to UNC a lot, but UNC uh, they didn't they didn't really want to throw the offer. So like um, I I stopped talking to them. I could and then I was just getting frustrated. So um, I was like, it's about time for me to settle. So well, I committed, I committed to wait like two weeks after everybody. Everybody did, was asking me. Everybody didn't even know. I, some of the colleges didn't even know I committed. Um, Vanderbilt tried to hit me up after, and um, the Army, West Point, all of them tried to hit me up after. And um, college coaches kept coming, like the visit. And my coach asked me, he was like, um, "Do you want to tell him you don't want to talk?" And after that, I, I told him, I told him, I was like, "I don't want to talk to nobody." And um, the last coach I talked to was Dre Blah from UNC. Um, I absolutely love Dre Blah, honestly. Um, I still do have no, uh, I have respect for all of them, Mac Brown, all of them around there. But um, yeah. 
I told him I didn't want to talk to nobody else. I was fully committed to uh, Wink because um, I just love Coach Clawson. I love the way they communicate and stuff like that. Love that, man. Wow, that's that's a hell of a recruiting process, and you ended up at the right spot, Wake Forest. Uh, so in terms of aspirations at the next level, what are your aspirations in terms of making it to the NFL? I mean, you're probably not focused on that right now, right? NFL, you're focused on college, getting through, making – Climbing the depth chart, making stats, padding stats, right? Yeah. So, um, yeah, like you said, I'm really not focused on the NFL um, yeah. right now. The main thing I'm really focused on is school. Like like you said, like right now, school. Like um, I'm majoring in communication and minoring in counseling. So, like, I'm focusing on that because I just submitted my minor the other day. So I'm gonna take them five classes, do that, and like I'm a junior academic wise that week. Yeah, so I'm gonna be senior next year. So yeah, uh, start thinking about grad school, getting to grad school and stuff. So um, that'd be like really great. But yeah, the NFL right now, like I'm really not focused on it right now. But say, like you said, like um, I still got I still got work to do. I still got work myself up. Definitely. Um. Do you have any like plans for after college, like after your um, senior? Yeah, like, like I always say, like, if it, like, you don't have to go to the NFL to be successful, honestly. Definitely. Um, oh yeah, for sure. So, like, plans after college, honestly, like, go to grad. Probably gonna go to grad school. Probably. Um, the main thing is like st- sticking around football. So like, if I go to grad school, I probably most likely want to be a GA, a grad assistant. So like um I can stick around football, like connect with different people, um, just learn 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 around the world, honestly, from different coaches, like learn the different aspects of the game, like how the way they teach stuff and like try to bring out coaching jobs. Um me and my a high school quarterback, honestly, um sticking about coaching together um uh, sometime. So that'd be great if I get to do that with him too. Love that. So last couple questions here. Two questions left. I don't want to bore you again. Uh, so what music do you – this is a fun question. What music do you listen to, you know, Wake Forest to get you hyped before a game? Like what would you listen to before Clemson, get you going? Um, Clemson, Clemson. I don't think I listen to that much. But um, I say uh, not this year Clemson, last year Clemson. Um, um – I think I was listening to um, it was this song by it was a new song by Rich Homie Quan called Never Fold. Never Fold. Everybody thought like because everybody was like, "What happened to Rich Homie Quan? What happened to Rich Homie Quan? Like he ain't like he is no more and stuff like that." And like in his song, he says like um, he said like everybody counted me like basically like everybody counted him out. Yeah. But he's still here and he's like making money, he's doing this and doing that. And like he'll never he'll never fold. Like he'll always be him and he'll keep going. And like I connected that with football and just saying like um like I've been through injuries, but I would never fold. Like this is me, this is who I am, and like this is the game I love and it's nothing new. Just go out there and play your game and stuff like that. And I never fold from anything. Like uh I'll have a just like you got that dog mindset, so be you. And stuff like that. Um, but like most of the time it's probably 
NBA young boy, little dark, little baby. Oh yeah. But but this year it's been like um honestly this year it's been like some mostly R and B, honestly. Oh just stuff that stuff that calm you down, make you comfortable. Like you like, yeah, like it's just make you comfortable. Like you got some mixtures in there of NBA young boy, this songs and this and that. But like you turn on an R and B playlist of like just calming you down, like comfortable and just trying to go with the flow. And like, um, it's not my playlist, it's my high school teammate playlist, Zonovan Zonovan Knight. Um he um he's with the Jets right now in the NFL. So love that. Um, so listen to so listen to his playlist. It's just send that my way, dude. I'll I'll check that out. Uh, I got you. I love that, bro. I'll I'll text you after this for sure. All right. Um. So yeah, that's that's really like R and B. So just to keep you calm and comfortable. That sounds great. I I love those the music choices. That's that's freaking awesome. Uh. So last question here. What? Is your message to kids out there that want to be in your position at Wake Forest playing Division One football? You know, what's what's the commitment, the mindset, being comfortable in your element? What would you say? Um, honestly, like, and like, yeah, I heard, I'm gonna just say it like this. I had this question a lot of time in my DM, like in high school, coming out of high school and stuff like that. Um, for a kid out there, um. And I know people got different backstories. I even got a backstory. Just that, just love yours. Like, love your life regardless. Like, anything you go through, push through it. Don't give up. Love yours. Like, really, just love yours. Because everybody's life is different. Everybody has a story. We don't all live the same. But honestly, like, um, if you're trying to get in my position, don't, don't try to get in my position. You know what I mean? Don't try to get in my position. Be your own. Don't don't really look at it where you're like, I got to do this to go D1. I got to do this. You don't have to do nothing to go D1. People are going to recognize you, whatever you do. Your work ethic, people are going to recognize that. And off, off the field, please do, like, do good in the classroom. That's that's more than football, honestly. Honestly, that's the key thing to football. Like, If you're not good in the classroom, nobody is going to want to recruit you because, like, why would I? Why would I want him on my field if he's not gonna do good off the field? He's just gonna bring negativity to a team, and the team is not just like not gonna want nothing. And your coach is not gonna want that, and he's not gonna try to recruit you and stuff like that. Um, he's gonna see like you don't care about life. So like, one like the classroom is the biggest thing. Two like your work ethic. Three like your leadership. Who you who you surround yourself with um on and off the field like at home what do you do like what's like what's your um like what's your for like what's your why why do you want to do this like why do you play sports like why do you go to school like that's your why like what's your why like what motivates you to do stuff and like um and like that's that's like really it you can't really just say like um i gotta do this to go d1 like what should i tell this kid to do to go d1 like you have to do it on your own. You have to. I can't tell you how to go D1. You have to do it. Because, like, nobody told me how to go D1. Honestly, like, nobody told me how to go D1, Division 2, or D3. I had a mindset that I was going to be – I had a mindset that I was the best player on the field every time. That's what I told myself. My coaching wanted, like, I was the best player on the field. Like, nobody could tackle me. I had the mindset, well, like, 
I have to go in class, like get A's, do this, even though you don't get A's. Like people say C's get degrees, as long as you're doing your work, as long as you're good, you got a good GPA. Like that, that stuff like that, like nobody is gonna help you but yourself. Literally, it's just yourself, like yourself. Whatever you, what's your, like my why is my family, my dad, my siblings, like connect that why and make it happen. And people will recognize you, like literally. You don't know that, like you know, a lot of people is watching you, honestly. Like, like you have a why. Like you hit me up, like about this. That's a why. Like that is a why. Like I don't, I like I don't know if you're watching me or not. So like I can't really do things like on social media and stuff like that because you have a why. Like I don't know. Like I have that why. Like who's watching me? Like around? Like what type of leadership I'm showing the people around? Like if I do something bad, like he's looking at me like, oh, oh, he's that type of guy. Like if I do something good, he's like, oh, he's that type of guy. You don't want that. You want you want to be that same guy every day. And that's one thing I learned here from my coaches: be the same guy every day. Don't never be a different guy. We know you're gonna have your lows and highs, but be the same guy every day. Dude, I love that. I really do. Thank you so much for joining me. Honestly, this has been an amazing interview. One of my best ever, probably. I've done a lot of interviews. You stood out. You had a lot of things that stood out about you. I love your character. Keep it up awake, man. Send, send me that guy's playlist for sure. I want to check that out, bro. Well, I got you. I'll see you my for sure, man. Keep in touch. Let's yes, run it back sir. soon, bro. Go Demon Deacons. See you, buddy. Yes, Go Deacons. Go Deacons. See you. Thank you. Well, that was an outstanding interview with Quentin Cooley of the Wake Forest Demon Deacons. Gotta love his mindset. I mean, if you don't love this guy's mindset, where are you? This guy is next level in thinking. He's next level in toughness, comfortability, uh, and just being cool. You know, just being a genuine guy. I love this interview. I hope you guys enjoyed this interview. I know it's lengthy. But an enjoyable interview, I mean, my God, what an incredible interview. This guy is the man. Uh, thanks for listening to this episode on Jackson Share Sports Radio. Probably my best interview yet, and uh, thanks for listening. Let's uh, I'll keep you posted, get some more content to you. This was a banger. I'll see you guys in the next podcast. Peace out.